And just a final question here. Is there any sort of work being done to you with the airlines um, in order to get uh, flights actually on time or not delayed as much? Just curious if there's any work happening there. Yes. So we've seen a, almost a doubling in terms of improvement on on-time performance since last year. That is a reflection of all the work that we've done across the ecosystem together with our partner airlines, with agencies, reducing processing time, reducing wait times, and fine-tuning operations with our air carrier partners. And we see the great results that have come from that. It's a cameraman who deserves an award. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's July 25th, 2023. We're live streaming on the Rumble, the locals, and the YouTube. Subscribe if you have not. Post-game show, as always, rubinreport.locals.com. And we are just a couple days away from me going off the grid, dipping out, no phone, no TV, no newspapers, no communication with the outside world just sitting in a cold, dark room waiting to return and uh, looking forward to that. Thursday will be my last day on the grid. We're doing a live meetup Thursday night for our locals community. If you want to join us, rubenreport.locals.com. It's the pin post uh, for subscribers only. Uh, and I'm being told on the fly that we have a Tuesday test for me. I did not know about this. I guess Tuesday is going to be our test day. All right. So you've got some sort of question for me. Is that what's going on here? You have three questions for me. Okay, Tuesday, today's Tuesday test. I'm getting this on the fly. What is older? <laughs> oh, this is good. What is older, Nancy Pelosi or the microwave oven? Wow, that is good. That is good. So Nancy Pelosi's got to be what? She's got to be early 80s, 82, something like that, right? And then the microwave oven... I'm guessing came out in the 50s, so it's close. It's definitely close. Um, I'm commercially, though, probably not till a bit later than that. I'm gonna say Nancy Pelosi is older than the microwave oven. Yeah, I got it, wow. Nancy Pelosi, uh, born in 1945. Oh no, the oven. Wait, what am I being told here? Which is the this? The oven came out in 1945. Nancy Pelosi came out in 1940. Okay, that's good. One for one, pretty good. What is older, Joe Biden or Tupperware? There's definitely a theme today. Joe Biden or Tupperware? Tupperware seems kind of new to me. That Tupperware seems like in uh, like a 70s or 80s, a bunch of women would get together and and you know share Tupperware with each other. So I'm going to say Joe Biden is older than Tupperware. Wow, two for two. Uh, Tupperware uh, came out in 1946, so I was a bit off on that one. Uh, Joe Biden came out in 1942. We are educating the people today. Finally, what is older, Donald Trump or paper straws? Uh, Donald Trump or paper straws? Well, Donald Trump is, what, did he just turned 79, something like that? The paper straw... I feel like the paper straw has been around for a while. You know what I mean? People enjoy the straw. People were drinking lemonade back in the day on the veranda with a nice paper straw. I'm going to say paper straws are older than Donald Trump. Paper straws came out in 1888. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, not bad. We did not rehearse any of that. I did not even know it was happening. There you go. The theme. 
for today's program, which I did know about, uh, is a bit about this Barbie divide happening in the country. But fear not, I'm not going to belabor you with everything going on with Barbie and focus on Barbie and all that. We're going to do a little Barbiness, But I think Barbie and the culture wars and the woke versus the sane people and the destruction of old stories, like I talked about yesterday, Snow White, if you don't like the story of the guy kissing the princess and living happily ever after, instead of destroying that story, how about you create a new story? If you don't like whatever it is Barbie was all about, big boobs and a genderless dude or whatever, Barbie with her car, then create a new story. But they like to burn down everything. And that's what the machine is good at, destroying anything that Americans can broadly agree on and then giving us remakes that just make us hate each other. And then we're going to connect that to a whole bunch of politics, including uh, the big thing going on here in Florida, because today is a day that ends in the letter Y, which means the entire machine uh, is going after Florida, going after DeSantis, uh, claiming that we are not teaching uh, slavery correctly in our schools and a whole bunch more. And of course, when I saw the headline on this a few days ago, without even having to read the articles, I knew it was complete nonsense, but that didn't stop Kamala Harris from getting on a plane and flying to Florida and telling everyone how racist it is, racist this place is and all of the mainstream media and all that. And then we'll do a bit on Trump and DeSantis because uh, some of you saw this, I'm sure, but I went on Charlie Kirk's show yesterday. Charlie Kirk, of course, from Turning Point USA. Charlie's a friend of mine. We've done dozens and dozens of public events over the years. We're in different spots when it comes to Trump and DeSantis. But we got into it in an interesting, I would say in an interesting and respectful way with completely different perspectives. And we don't see too much of that these days, do we? Whether it's a, a, a Democrat versus a Republican in a respectful manner, or even let's say two people that are gonna vote Republican, me and Charlie, having an honest uh, discussion about why we're supporting one candidate or the other. So we're gonna do all of that but before we do, let's talk about Moinkbox. You guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there is a better way. I want to tell you about Moink. You know Moink. That's Moo Plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. And you guys know I love taking a little filet mignon out on my big green egg on a Friday night. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and they guarantee you will say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Ruben right now, and listeners of this show get free ground beef for a year. That's one of the best ground beef you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, and now back to me. Okay, so when we were setting up the show this morning, and Phoenix said to me, Dave, let's cover a little bit of what's going on with this Barbie situation. And everyone's freaking out about Barbie. We had a little back and forth because I was saying, I don't want to always, just because something happens culturally and everyone's freaking out, I don't want to always add into the freak out, right? I'm trying to give you guys solutions on this show. Uh, but sometimes things happen that I would say are so culturally uh, impactful, whether we like it or not, that we have to address it. So. I am going to talk about Barbie for a moment. We're going to show you a clip of the movie. I did not see the movie. As I said yesterday, I am an adult. I did not see Barbie over the weekend. I did watch uh, Flash Gordon, but, you know, that's a little bit different, obviously. Um, but I'm going to show you a clip 
but I'm not telling you all of this to outrage you. I just want to show you how a certain set of people are trying to push a certain set of ideas. And then really on the other side of that, how we can fight back in a better, more functional way. So here is Ken. You know who's the actor on this one? It's uh, Ryan Gosling, if I'm not mistaken. Ryan Gosling as Ken singing about blonde fragility in the new Barbie movie. I just don't know who I am without you. You're Ken. But it's Barbie and Ken. There is no just Ken. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, oh, I, I have feelings that I can't explain. Driving me insane All my life been so polite Cause I'm just kidding Anywhere else I'd be dead. Is it my destiny to live and die A life of blonde fragility I'm just kidding Where I see the love she sees a friend What will it take for her to see the man So first off, I want to just reiterate, I am not here to make you outraged by that. I don't think you should have been outraged by that. I think there's obviously, and we just all agreed on it in this room, and I think I'm sitting here with three heterosexuals as far as I know, there was something visually interesting about that. Is there anything you guys want to tell me about your sexuality real quick? Anyone? We're good? I'm We're good? Good. <laughs> Phoenix, he's, I'm a canonical asexual. That's a reference from last week if you're paying attention. Um, Anyway, there's something visually interesting about that, but the point I'm showing you on this, and then we'll get to sort of the outrage machine around it, is that here you have what they've done is they've flipped, which is just fine, they've flipped what the traditional thing is, right? Here is the guy now saying, I'm not complete without the girl. And that's okay, they're flipping the script on that. And again, there's something visually interesting, the song wasn't terrible, uh, but now there's this giant culture war raging around this. Is this the destruction of men and men now need women and the other side's trying to take out the people saying that and all that. I thought uh, the Daily Wire had a nice piece that could that summed this up quite well. Uh, early reviewers praised the film as being pro-feminist and anti-patriarchy. Gerwig, that's the director, has crafted a fierce, funny, and deeply feminist adventure that dares you to laugh and cry even if you're made of plastic, Entertainment Weekly reporter Devin Kogan wrote. The writer goes on to describe how in Barbie land the women run the show while the Ken dolls always play a supporting role. But then stereotypical Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, starts to unravel mentally when she starts thinking about deeper issues such as death and realizes her arched feet have gone flat. She ventures into the real world to figure out what's going on. Once Barbie and Ken, Ryan Gosling, begin rollerblading around LA, however, they both realize that they've essentially entered a mirror dimension. Where are the female presidents, the CEOs, the astronauts? Gerwig tackles the doll's complicated legacy head-on, exploring how Barbie's reputation here isn't one of leadership or creativity, but of corporatized objectification. Barbie herself is horrified, facing crude comments and misogyny for the first time in her plastic life. 
The EW Review also notes that Gosling, as Ken, becomes enamored with the idea of being the boss and tries to bring that power structure back to Barbie land. To Ken, this newfound idea of patriarchy is intoxicating, and he quickly enters a spiral of masculinity, luxurating in trucks, cowboys hats, and the addictive thrill of power, the reviewer writes. He says of the film, Greta Gerwig loads plenty of food for thought in a hot pink pop fantasia, poking fun at patriarchy and corporate parent Mattel in her treatment of the iconic Girls Can Do Anything doll. In Barbie Land, Ken's job is a deliberately ill-defined afterthought, basically just beach. Whereas in the real world, dudes rule, an idea he takes back to Barbie Land with pointedly absurd results, brainwashing all the women into behaving like obedient housewives, uh, he shares later in the review. So this is connected to what I talked about yesterday that instead of creating new characters to do all of these new things, whether it's Snow White, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Barbie, whether it's Marvel, if you wanna change all of these new things, if you wanna change the history, the lore of these characters, if you wanna change their sexuality, their gender, their skin color, Little Mermaid, all of these things, if you wanna do all that, that is just fine. That is what dreamers dream of, right? Writing new stories, creating new characters, new tensions, new worlds, new ideas. That's once what the great legendary writers did when they created, say, Star Wars, or they created Lord of the Rings, or they created anything that you watch that is a fictitious something, a love story or whatever else. But instead, what we do right now is the corporate world takes old properties that were just fine in and of themselves. They really were, and then tries to put this modern spin on them to show us how evil the patriarchy is and all of the usual stuff. We wanted to show you one little clip. We saw this going around. This is interesting. Uh, this is from the Barbie premiere in Spain. Look what's, oh God, yes, queen. Oh my God, yes. Oh, oh, merman lady. And oh my God, guys, ah, what's that? I'm not sure. Isn't that more of a Willy Wonka thing? And oh, look at, ah. So, how are we connecting this to other things? Well, the point is, guys, that the, the woke thing, like you could see, again, I'm not enraged by this. If you want to see Barbie, go see Barbie. Okay, fine, yada, yada, yada. But the woke thing, that, that destructive force uh, has permeated throughout society everywhere. So now I wanna connect it to something politically that's happening, of course, right here uh, in the free state of Florida because the flames of the woke, they end up burning everything down. Uh, one of the things that's happening right now is Florida is being attacked. Uh, well, the Department of Education in Florida specifically, and of course that means Ron DeSantis, are being attacked uh, because they are claiming that somehow we are not teaching black history correctly, that we are not teaching about slavery correctly, and much more. Again, I want to reiterate that when I saw this story, just a headline a couple days ago, I knew we'd cover it on the show in the next couple days, but I didn't even bother clicking because I was like, it's so obviously nonsensical that there's no point addressing it. So my hope was it was going to just go away. Of course it did not. Here is CBS News. They're a very serious corporate press organization covering this very serious and real story. Controversy over Florida's new education standards after Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill called the Stop Woke Act last year. The changes include teaching middle schoolers that some enslaved people actually benefited from slavery because it taught them skills. Nancy Cordes is following all of this at the White House. Good morning, Nancy. 
Good morning, John. Yes, this debate may have started in Florida, but it has now landed squarely in the middle of the presidential race. I didn't do it and I wasn't involved in it. Florida's Republican Governor Ron DeSantis tried to distance himself from the curriculum controversy, but it didn't work. I didn't do it and I'm not involved in it are not the words of leadership. Florida's new history teaching guidelines, approved last week, stem from a 2022 law Governor DeSantis called the Stop Woke Act. Governor DeSantis started this fire with the bill that he signed. The new standards say Florida students should be taught about the harsh conditions slaves endured, but also about how slaves developed skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. They're probably going to show um, some of the folks that eventually parlayed, uh, you know, being a blacksmith into into doing things later later in life. That comment drew a swift rebuke from fellow Republican presidential candidate Will Hurd. Okay, now that sounds very, very scary. Now, first off, I just want to address one thing about the skills issue, because that's what seems to be, everyone seems to be hung up on this skills thing. You know, there is an uncomfortable truth related to this. No one is defending the horrors, absolute horrors of slavery. A human being has no right to own another human being. And in the United States of America, we fought a civil war very close to our inception to eliminate slavery. Slavery existed long before the United States. Slavery was not one of the founding principles of the United States, all of those things. The, the simple truth, and we'll get to the way they're exaggerating all of this nonsense, is that if you attained some skill, however you attained it, uh, it's still a skill. So if you were a blacksmith on the plantation, you were able to take that skill out. You didn't immediately become an accountant the day slavery was over. That is no defense of slavery whatsoever. And I have no doubt the media matter losers are watching this right now, waiting for me to say it in some way that they can selectively edit. Um, but there is a truth to that. You could make the same argument. And here we go. I mean, I know what's going to happen already. Uh, but in the work camps, right, in World War II Nazi work camps, they used, they took people that had certain skills to do certain things, to build buildings and, and do and engineering, horrible things. You might have learned some skills there. It doesn't mean any of it's good. None of it's good. None of it's, none of it's just. But it doesn't change a certain degree of reality. But of course, I'm going to unpack why this is all nonsense. But let's just do one more thing. Uh, this is a political, a political reporter, uh, Eugene Daniels. Uh, really explaining, again, this is sort of the hysteria around this. This is mostly because white kids feel about uncomfortable about reality. This teaching is uh, from the Florida um, new curriculum there, but also how Governor DeSantis and his anti-woke policies have put him in a box with us speaking to a seemingly smaller and smaller portion of the electorate. This is what happens when you base your entire kind of political um, career on this. When you say that um, everybody needs to be anti-woke, that's where this is where you end up. And when you talk to folks in Florida, um, the whole point of the bill that came through, this is in reaction to a bill that he wanted. It was making clear what he wanted to folks. Um, and it's because he felt and a lot of people around this country are starting to feel that we can't teach the correct history of this country because it makes white kids uncomfortable. That is at the base of this, right? That it is uncomfortable to hear that people that look like you put people that look like me in chains and made them do things and beat them and rape them. That is uncomfortable for kids to hear. That is what folks are, that is what these folks are saying. But then when you use that as a political cudgel, you have to own it, right? At this point, this is on Ron DeSantis. It is, he may not have created these policies um, or, or um, th with the school board, but at the end of the day, he made it very clear to what he wants. On it to the folks in that. 
Okay, everything he said there is complete nonsense. And if he wants to teach, oh, kid, fourth grader, fifth grader, sixth grader, whatever it might be, people who look like you did this to people who look like me, thus we must have equity, right? Thus I must get a job instead of you. Thus I must get into the college instead of you. That's the world that that guy wants to live in, right? That's the world that the Supreme Court just struck down uh, the, the decision to allow affirmative action as it relates to getting into colleges. Thankfully, the Supreme Court did the right thing because we don't want systemic racism. The idea that DeSantis is doing something because white kids are nervous about hearing reality, no, it's not true. But before I get to any of that, I'm just gonna lay out more of the way the media are treating this versus reality. We'll get to reality, I promise you. Uh, here's Whoopi Goldberg completely lying about the thing. Trying to get through everything that's happened over the weekend and what's all the insanity going on in the world. Like Wednesday, uh, Florida's Board of Education approved <laughs> what they're calling standards for uh, African American history. I feel like they didn't talk to any African Americans because we could have told them <laughs> about the history, and nor have any anyone seemingly gone to the Smithsonian. We're telling you this history, it's our American history, because you need to know so we don't repeat it. And here you come, DeSantis, trying to repeat it. Well, you know what? As long as the Smithsonian is standing, as long as there are books, as long as there are families, because remember, we didn't have books. All these stories come to us from our families. You don't call our families liars. They know what happened, because their grandma's 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 grandma told them. You, sir. Are, are you are I can't I can't even say the word you're a disgrace we'll be right back all right first off whoopee you gotta lay off the pipe I've heard from multiple sources you show up to that show stoned every day um I don't know what the high hell you're talking about DeSantis is not trying to reinstitute sla institute slavery or teach anyone that slavery didn't exist or anything like that but you flat out lied when she said that they should have talked to some black scholars about this uh because two of the scholars that were on the board who put this whole curriculum together. And by the way, we're going to read you some of the curriculum and link to it down below. Uh, you will find it. In, is it in the description already? Yeah, it's in the description already. If you're watching this video right now, we've already linked to it. Don't watch, don't read it while I'm telling you about it. Uh, but yes, there are two scholars who are black. They are African-American, Dr. William B. Allen and Dr. Francis Presley Rice. So everything you just said there was complete nonsense. And speaking of complete nonsense, The View actually had to cut a portion of Anna Navarro's insane diatribe we're about to show you because she was using some foul language. I'm, you know, I live in Florida. Uh -huh. I have been spitting mad uh, about the culture wars that Ron DeSantis has been creating. So when he says that he has nothing to do with it, Blackies and Minions to put that legislation into effect. He has created the environment that has led to this. How dare you? Shame on you people in Florida. How dare you try to whitewash slavery? And to the commissioner of education in Florida, Manny Diaz, a Cuban-American, that is like saying that there's a redeeming quality to Cuban political prisoners under Castro. Yeah. When you don't have freedom, you don't have anything. And for this man, Ron DeSantis, who's apparently his only skill that he has acquired, is lying and creating culture wars that he thinks are going to make him president. They're not, buddy. That's why you're 30 points down. 
Anna, I beg you to leave this horrific racist hellhole known as Florida. Please leave. Don't put yourself through this. It's making you very, very angry. Again, guys, we're going to get to the facts in just a moment. But one more from The View, because after Whoopi lied about there being no black scholars on the thing, Alyssa Farah, she's the pet Republican. They pay her about a million bucks a year to pat her on the head and pretend she's a Republican so she can always go after Republicans. She actually acknowledged that yeah, well, there were some black scholars who wrote the curriculum. <laughs> I reached out to DeSantis's. I reached out to DeSantis's team this weekend, honestly, in hopes that there was some decent explanation here. And basically, what I got from them was, well, there were some um, black educators and scholars who contributed to this, and it's been on the books for over a decade. Well, a lot of things have been on the books for over a decade that shouldn't be, and they're bad and they're terrible. My friend Will Hurd, I think, said it better than I could have, which was, it was literally the most dehumanizing institution, subjugated people as property because they lacked any basic rights and freedoms. This is Ron DeSantis doing what I wanted to think there was better to him, but I'm wondering, I'm, I'm realizing there's not. Okay, so there she is. She's not doing it to debunk Whoopi, but she's going on their train, their train of lies. Let's continue with the train of lies because the thing that really lit this on fire was that Vice President Kamala Harris, the queen of Venn diagrams, uh, she was very upset about this and then she appeared in Florida. Here's a little video of her freaking out about this thing that's not real a thing. We'll get to that. And while they do this, check it out. They push forward revisionist history. Just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us and we will not stand for it. Okay, she's very outraged about what's going on here. So, um, look at this. I have a piece of paper in front of me, and you're not going to believe this. We've got the actual information about what's going on here. Uh, this is from the National Review. Uh, I'll read it to you carefully, and you'll get all of it. Uh, I have been trying to work out how to best illustrate the sheer scale of Harris's falsehood, and I've come to the conclusion that the only way to achieve it is to list in one place all of the relevant parts of the courts about which she is complaining. So below, I have copied and pasted every single reference to slaves, uh, slavery, slaves, abolitionism, uh, civil rights, and African Americans that is in the document. For those interested, the full in the full curriculum. Uh, including the curriculum for teaching of the Holocaust is here. By the way, as I just said, we've linked to it in our video that you're watching right now, so you can read the entire thing for yourself. There is simply no way of pursuing, of perusing this course and concluding that it gaslights people or whitewashes slavery. Among many, many other things, it includes sections on the conditions for Africans during their passage to America, the living conditions of slaves in British North American colonies, the Caribbean, Central America, and South America, including infant mortality rates, the harsh conditions and their consequences on British American plantations, for example, undernourishment, climate conditions, infant and child mortality rates of the enslaved versus the free, the harsh conditions in the Caribbean plantations, poor nutrition, rigorous labor, disease, how the South tried to prevent slaves from escaping and their efforts to end the Underground Railroad, the overwhelming death rates caused by the practice, the many ways in which Africans resisted slavery, the ramifications of prejudice, racism, and stereotyping on individual freedoms, and the struggles faced by African-American women in the 19th century as it relates to issues of suffrage, business, and access to education. Many of these modules apply to Florida specifically. So yes, 
Florida is going all in on teaching reality. There is nothing being whitewashed or anything else, but you guys get it. You guys get it. If you do anything, anything that is remotely against the woke, they will come and try to destroy you and lie about you. And it will be all the way up from uh, the vice president. Often it's the president himself, but from the VP to the harpies at The View to CBS to the activists online, the whole freaking thing. Believe it or not, I am still shocked about this. I am, I am so shocked I may fall out of my chair as we play you this video. On CNN of all places, they had this guy by the name of Scott Jennings and he actually told the truth. Well, it's amazing to me that how little Kamala Harris apparently has to do that she can read something on Twitter one day and be on an airplane the next to make uh, something literally out of nothing. This is a completely made up deal. I looked at the standards. I even looked at an analysis of the standards in every instance where the word slavery or slave was used. I even read the statement of the African-American scholars that wrote the standards, not Ron DeSantis, but the scholars. Everybody involved in this says this is completely a fabricated issue. And yet look how quickly Kamala Harris jumped on it. So the fact that this is her best moment, a fabricated matter, is pretty ridiculous let's, in my opinion. Let's get Okay, so what I would like you to do, if you care about this issue at all, is actually after the show, just read what's in it. We gave you a nice summary from the National Review right there. But you know, this is what I'm trying to show you, is the playbook that these people use. If you do anything, right? DeSantis was coming for the gays, and then he was coming for trans, and now he's coming for black people. And you know these things are all lies, right? This is the freest, most flourishing state in the union. And I want to talk a little bit more about that right now, uh, because PragerU, and you guys know I've had many connections with PragerU over the years. Dennis has become, I would say, a, a mentor and a bonus uncle to me. I've done, I think, four of their uh, five-minute videos. I've done a series of other things with them. But PragerU has become an incredible idea powerhouse of sanity, taking people all over the political spectrum uh, who are fighting radicalism, giving them a platform, often people who don't agree with a lot of things that say a traditional conservative might agree with, such as me, such as Tim Pool, such as Jordan Peterson and many others, and allowing them to spread their ideas because there are good time-tested ideas that should flourish in a place that's set up for many people of different walks of life and different views. Well, Florida now is once again going on offense, so it's going to be lied about on this front. Uh, Florida will be incorporating some PragerU materials in the education system. This is absolutely wonderful. I want to read a, a quote about it from the Miami New Times. So this is, uh, this is a leftist rag. Here's how they're framing it, which is consistent with everything else that we just showed you. PragerU, a conservative nonprofit often criticized for downplaying systemic racism and promoting anti-immigrant theories announced today that Florida is the first state to officially approve PragerU as an educational vendor. A press release from the group states, this fall in schools across America, students will be watching PragerU videos in their classrooms as states officially make PragerU an approved educational resource. The group claims it is partnering with as many states as possible to provide 
conservative lesson plans touted as PragerU kids in response to requests from teachers who are sick and tired of curriculum laced with radical political agendas. According to the press release, in the past, teachers have been disciplined, even fired for showing PragerU videos in their classroom. Now PragerU videos are not only being allowed in classrooms, but superintendents and education commissioners are actively encouraging teachers to use PragerU's content to educate their students. PragerU's supplemental curriculum offers an easy cutting edge way cutting edge way to teach core knowledge in subjects ranging from civics and history to entrepreneurship and financial literacy. Governor Ron DeSantis's office didn't immediately respond to a request for comment via email. PragerU's announcement comes as Florida adopts new academic standards for black history classes in public schools with accordance with the state's controversial Stop Woke Act signed into law by DeSantis. In 2022, the legislation restricts instruction regarding systemic racism and bars educators from teaching that people are privileged or oppressed solely because of their race, national origin, or sex. Introduced in the fifth grade, the very section on slavery in Florida's black history curriculum closely mirrors a PragerU segment in which conservative pundit Candace Owens, who is black, reminds viewers that slavery was not invented by white people. In response to a request for comment, the Florida Department of Education says that it reviewed PragerU kids and determined the material aligns to Florida's revised civics and government standards. Ooh, that was a lot of reading. Couple things I'd like to address there. First off, Candace was right. Slavery was not invented by white people. And even if it was, it wouldn't make all white people bad and all black people good, just inherently based on that fact. Uh, the opening paragraph on that, Phoenix, can you give me the line on the opening paragraph on that again? Because it's really just great. The way they frame everything. Look at this. A conservative nonprofit often criticized for downplaying systemic racism. The way they're framing it is that systemic racism exists, except it doesn't. And they do videos debunking it. And actually the Supreme Court by eliminating affirmative action has just kneecapped systemic racism. And also the next one and promoting anti-immigrant theories. They don't promote anti-immigrant theories. They promote that we should have a border, that the nation state is actually important, that some people are legal members of a society and some people are not. So it is absolutely wonderful that PragerU will be part, whatever it is, part of the milieu of the Florida education system. And the media will go nuts and they will lie about all of it, just like they're lying about what's happening in Florida right now. And you will see it relentlessly. And, and the whole purpose of today's show was whether they're showing you uh, uh, the entertainment style Barbie things where they're destroying old things or where they're, whether they're lying to you about what's in your child's curriculum, you got to figure out better ways out of this. So that gets me to the, to the last segment today, because, uh, I was on Charlie Kirk's radio show yesterday. Uh, they it's video and radio. It's mostly a radio show, but they simulcast the video. Uh, and we got into the DeSantis-Trump uh, situation. Now, I just want to say, as I said up top, Charlie and I have been friends for years. We've done dozens and dozens of events together, usually with Turning Point USA. Uh, Charlie is firmly in the Trump camp. Turning Point, from my humble opinion, is basically a Trump uh, campaign arm, right? Like, that, that they, that's what they, in effect, are. But Charlie was gracious enough to have me on his show to say what I think about DeSantis. Uh, so he asked me to make the case for Governor DeSantis, here you go. Kind of make the case, especially to our conservative audience. And then secondly, how do you think his campaign is currently going? You, in essence, should be loving every single thing that Ron DeSantis has done. I, I don't know one thing that Ron DeSantis 
has not done that we would have wanted him to do. Florida is safe. Its economy is absolutely booming. We fund the police here. We're getting ESG out of our institutions. We've done that, which that's actually perhaps the biggest issue that people don't talk about that often because it's kind of in the weeds on how corporations are putting wokeness on all of us. I know you talk about it, but the average person doesn't, and they certainly don't in corporate America. Uh, he has fought Disney. He has fought the endless racialization of our children by getting rid of this AP African-American studies course that was in essence going to teach gender theory. We've gotten some of these books that are sexualizing our children out of schools. He has done literally everything that anyone right-leaning could believe in or, or could possibly want to happen. I would say he's done one or two things that are a little bit more right-leaning than, than I would want. Oh, perhaps. they're perfect for me, Dave. I got to say, I love that stuff. No, <laughs> no, absolutely. But I would ask you, what is there anything that Ron DeSantis, you're, you're at least a part time. No, he, he, he's, a, he's America's greatest governor. I've said that. And, I, and by the way, I just, I've said that repeatedly. Okay, so it was good to hear. First off, I want to credit Charlie. Charlie brought me on his show to let me say what I believed and Obviously, I went ahead and did it. Charlie said right there that uh, DeSantis has been America's greatest governor. He later went on to say that I think his exact quote was 100 percent when I asked him if DeSantis was the best governor when it came to covid. Uh, and then we got into a little bit of my criticisms around Trump. I thought you might find this one interesting. But here's what I would like to see out of DeSantis. We could talk after the break, Dave. You know, when we go to a college campus, you say, hey, if you disagree, go to the front of the line. I want to say, I want to see somebody get in the arena and say, hey, I, I, I'm willing to throw out the script. I'm willing to just take any question. I'm willing to kind of just fight. It's more kind of total and attitudinal. Um, Dave, your reaction, 20 seconds. We'll pick it up after the break. Sure. So look, if in essence, and we'll pick it up after the break, if in essence, your your point is, oh, I agree with virtually all of the policies and nobody has accomplished more than this guy and done everything I want to do. But, but there's a little bit of a marketing issue here. All right, I'll go with you on that. And I think that can be dealt with. The base is very smart and they're constantly looking in a way of who's going to betray me next. This is the advice I'd g I gave to DeSantis privately and publicly. And right now, the Rubicon has been crossed where they think DeSantis is going to betray. I'm not even saying that's fair. But but, but I'm not Trump, saying it's fair. Charlie, I mean, it's honest. I mean, Trump, Trump has done far more to betray the truth and, and in a certain way, the, the, the respect of the base every time he lies about DeSantis, right? So, so when he lies about COVID in Florida, who, who was the best governor for COVID in, Florida, COVID in the country? DeSantis, 100 percent. But this, yeah, who, here's has more, the thing. who has more in, who has done more work and more praise for Paul Ryan? Is it Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? For Paul Ryan? I can't, yeah, who, I can't is, speak either way. But at, at the same time, we could talk about getting after the break. I can't break. speak either way. I mean, I can show you plenty of videos of Trump talking but, about how much but, he loves but, Paul but Ryan. Dave, okay. Now, again, credit to Charlie. He brought me on the show. I, I was clearly ready to do it. I later on read him the direct quote where uh, Governor DeSantis says that he has spoke to Paul Ryan once since being governor, and I think not once with Karl Rove since he's been governor. I might, I might be getting that backwards right now. Um, uh, Charlie didn't have much on that. Uh, I wanted to show you one other clip uh, in terms of the what we were getting to there about what there's a difference between getting the ideas right, having the right set of policies and all that, and what you're doing in terms of campaigning and making the argument against the other guy. I will agree with you that in terms of some of the strategy of the rollout, they probably should have been more aggressive. I do see that changing. Look, DeSantis just went on uh, Russell Brand last week. Uh, he just went on CNN for the first time last week. I think he's doing Megyn Kelly this week. 
if I'm not uh, mistaken. Mm -hmm. And she's been very, very critical of him. Uh, Russell's a lefty. I mean, he certainly uh, is, you know, no one that you would call a traditional conservative by any stretch. I would love to see him go on The View, sit directly with those women and call out their endless lies about Florida. You know, Anna Navarro, who lives in Miami, who rails against Florida every day. He should sit right next to her and call her out. Um, so if you want, if your question is really, do you want to take some of the, the anger that the base has because of the way Trump's being treated and he's being treated horribly and I yeah. completely it's, agree it's with that. It's righteous. Um, I agree. I agree. There's probably some way to do that. But I would also say to some extent, ten, if, you just want to view yep. this, if you just want to view this in the political lens, maybe this is why Trump should stop lying about DeSantis every which way. And you know he is. Everything he says about DeSantis is a lie. Everything well, look, he says Dave, about Dave, Florida Dave, I'll lie. be honest. It's also a lie when DeSantis goes after Trump and says he was pro-Fauci and all that. That's just not true. But, but and well, it he is gave what it, Fauci an award on the way we're, out. We're, we're, we're out of time. Dave Rubin, thanks so much. More after the break. Can I pat myself on my, on my back on my show? Is that a little too self-elating or something? Um, he did give Fauci an award on the way out, and he did praise Fauci endlessly. And it's, it's just so annoying to have to do this because I get what Charlie's point is. No matter what you say, what in essence Charlie was saying to me, it's attitudinal and you know uh, something like that. What he's saying is, no matter what you say that is true about Trump, unless you bow to the base. And I think when he actually says base, he means donors, the Trump donors, I think is what he means, uh, that, that they will come to destroy you. But the simple truth is Trump ran. We showed you the video once. Maybe, you know, we'll try to find it for the postgame show. Uh, but Trump, when he was running re-election, ran a video praising Fauci as part of his re-election. That's just reality. That, that is just reality. And you have to make of it what you will. Anyway, the point of all of this is that there is, as I've been trying to lay out more and more and more, and I will continue to, and then when I go off the grid, I'll get some time to gestate with it and think about it and chew it and masticate it and come back, masticate, I said. Nothing that we have to get demonetized over. I know it sounded a little different. Um, I will come back with fresh eyes on all of this, um, but I think there is a way out of this nonsense, but we have to stop the lies. We have to stop the pure partisanship. We have to call out the nonsense. We have to stop burning down everything that was once good and a series of other things. And I think we have to have an honest, an honest debate, at least those of us that are right-leaning on what should happen in terms of this Trump DeSantis thing. And I wanna throw back to one clip. Uh, we've played this once or twice before, but I think uh, he makes a great point. This is Jordan Peterson on Piers Morgan talking about the Trump DeSantis situation. Would you like him to run again? Would it be good for America, do you think? No, I, I don't think it would be good for America. Would it be good for him to run? That's a, dif that's a difficult question because it might be that it would be good for America to have whether or not Donald Trump should be president sorted out in the public sphere, yeah. debated intensely and subject to an election. So it might be very interesting to see him put himself forward on the Republican ticket. If I had my druthers, um, and I say this, I hope with due care, I would rather see someone like DeSantis step forward who mm. shares some of that forthright um, um, strength, let's say, that characterizes Trump at his best, but seems to be a, a more... Uh, cautious administrator and a less divisive figure. I think that would be better. Okay, so I love how Jordan laid that out. We probably have to have this fight publicly. We're having this fight publicly. And I think the challenge for you, the challenge for me, the challenge for everybody is find the honest arbiters within this. Not, not just succumb to the trolls or whatever it might be. 
not just denigrate everybody. There are gajillions, roughly, I'd have to check the abacus, of great Trump supporters, right? Of course, and I went to Trump rallies and these are great people and all of those things. But as I've often said, Trump, make the case for yourself. Stop insulting their intelligence. Like, I don't like if you're going to make everyone think that up is down and left is right and somehow DeSantis was bad on COVID and Florida was worse than New York and that he's dishonest and, and not loyal. Like, all of this nonsense, all of this nonsense. But we as a country will have to decide, do we want to burn it down and burn down all of our old things? Or do we want to figure out a way that will be more honest and real, whether it's in our children's curriculum, whether it's in our entertainment or our politics? The question is posed, and I suppose the American people will answer it. We've got a post-game show coming up in just moments at rubenreport.locals.com. Can we find that ad that Trump put up a Fauci, and we'll put that up uh, in the post-game. We're going to see if we can grab that one. Uh, we've got a Obama Bud Light cold close for you in moments and your questions coming up on the other side. Thanks for watching, everybody. Two more days, then I disappear. Ciao. All right, everyone. So it's Friday night. I'm getting ready to go out. This is the look. I'm feeling kind. But before I go out, I've got to pregame. And the only way I pregame is with an ice cold Bud Light. Ugh. Ugh. So good. Ah. to the Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.